It's not always the big things that change the world. It's the small acts of kindness that happen repeatedly over a lifetime that make the world a better place. So every week we share a story of someone like you who is doing good in the world in their own way. Welcome to Doing Good with Carmen Herbert. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Doing Good. I am your host, Carmen Herbert, and today we have an amazing guest, Conlon Bonner from the incredible Bonner family of singers. Conlon, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today on Doing Good. Thank you, Carmen. I'm so glad you reached out to me. It was very exciting to hear from you. Thank oh you. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad that you said yes. So I met Conlon Oh my gosh, about maybe two or three years ago, we performed at my father-in-law's governor's gala together. And that's the first time that I heard you live sing. And mm -hmm. um, you sing with your amazing niece, Abele, and you guys sang um, songs from The Wiz. Yep. And yep. knocked, I mean, knocked me out. Like it was the fun <laughs> performance. We were doing like backflips on the stage and like letting it all Ooh. out. Too many flips, but I, I loved it. I loved any chance I get a chance to flip and perform, I'm in. So there's absolutely. never too many flips. I like <laughs> I think you can never do too many backflips. You were amazing. And Thanks. then I also heard your family sing at the conference center a few years ago when they did the big what was it called? Like the, the B one event. Is that one you're Yes, to? that is exactly what it was. And you all sing I'm a child of God with your whole family and Holy cow, it was amazing. And since, was that kind of the performance that launched you guys into doing so many others? You know, it was a huge one that helped, absolutely. You know, um, the church reached out to us uh, maybe two years or a year before that because we sang this song that was originally for my mom. Uh, yeah. in the, a lot of missionaries have been sharing it. You know, it's like, are there black people in the church? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. You know, and so... <laughs> Um, it was the song, I Am Here, a rendition of I Need Thee Every Hour. And uh, the church saw our version of it. And they're like, hey, can we do this again? And and they revamped it to where we did lanterns. It was just a, a big and special moment. And that that was kind of the the start of us being able to sing together and make a CD and actually go uh, on tour with Time Out for Women to, to perform and to share the good news. So it's been an incredible experience. And that was just an icing on top of the cake, being able to do the B1 event. So. Well, and how cool that you get to do it with your whole family. Like it's a whole, fa and you all sing, like, what are the chances? Everyone <laughs> has an amazing voice. Like, is yeah. there one that's, is there one that's like, I'm in the choir, I'm in the background, or are you all the standout singers? <laughs> you know, it's so crazy. Cause that's all I know. I know all of everyone sings. There is no, there isn't one that is the oddball that does not sing. There isn't. We have singing competitions. It, it goes down. No, at Christmas, no you know? way. Like, How fun. Uh, man. And, you know, it's funny because we audition for different solos, you know, trying to get these things and, and it just fluctuates back and forth. So who's wearing the belt right now for taking the cake for, you know, for have, being on top of the singing competitions? We love no. it. We're okay, so loving so it's awesome. so does mama bonner make you guys audition she doesn't she's like no you guys have to audition for your parts in the songs that you do she stands back she she stands back and lets us do it you know she and lets so, you do it. okay exactly and so we we go ahead and we're like comp competing for you're like no that's my role I, I i can totally i hit the high notes that's where i shine i shine on the higher notes you uh, do that's true 
<laughs> we have some people in the family who can riff really well, you know, and do these types of runs that are awesome. Some people who have just the best tone. So it's this, the style that you're looking for. We got it. So Yeah. And, and, and probably, you know, I love that you guys have different solos on different songs. Like you said, if it's a, more of a, a, a soulful song or, or a sweet song or like an upbeat, crazy gospel, like ah, high note, crazy song. Right, right. Not at all. You do it all. So and it's so fun. Okay, so before we get into it, let me just quickly, for those of you who don't know who Conlin is and are living under a rock, let me share a little <laughs> bit about you and what makes you so amazing. And then let's get into all of that. So Conlin, you received your bachelor's degree from BYU in communication studies and then obtained your master's from Southern Utah University in professional communication. Prior to working for Hale Center Theater, you worked as an instructor for seminaries and institutes of religion for six years. Did you ever sing for your seminaries? I did. It got a little awkward, you know, like <laughs> nobody really wants to. I did at some t some points. Uh, most of the time, if I ever wanted them to hear me or to hear a message from the songs that we sing, I just show a video because it got a little awkward. Sometimes I'm like, they're just sitting back and just listening to me. So I'm like, okay, I think that's the last time I'm doing that. <laughs> I totally, yeah, I totally get that. But oh my gosh, how amazing for them. They had no idea how lucky they were to hear you singing Aww. solos in the seminary building. How fun is that? That's awesome. It was, it was a good time. So you performed and you still do perform with Hale Center Theater in a number of musicals, including Ragtime, Big River, The Little Mermaid, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, and that's one of my very favorite ones. And right now, you are going to be in A Christmas Carol this December. That's right. So go yeah. watch, and you have the role of Dickens that's and right. Fred. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be amazing. So exciting. So, so exciting. exciting. Go watch it. It's If you haven't seen Clownland perform, I mean, it's just He's incredible. So, okay, you're going to ha have to help me out with this. You attended, is it the Fiorello? Tell me how that is. Fiorello? I, I, Fiorello. I didn't say it right. You know, it's Fiorello. Fiorello. Yep, okay. <laughs> Fiorella H. LaGuardia High School of Music and Art and That's Performing right. Arts in New York City, so also known as the Fame School. That's right. Um, and then during your time at BYU, you performed and toured with Young Ambassadors and Vocal Point, two of the most, I mean, high-end amazing performing groups at BYU. And then currently you sing with your family musical group, which is the Bonner family sharing inspirational music with the world. And you are happily married these nine years to your beautiful wife, Rachel, and you're the father of five children. You're one up on me. I've got four. When was, <laughs> when was your last baby born? Three months ago. Yep. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. I guess you'll hit three months in like you know, maybe like a week or so, but yeah, August 2nd, she is just oh. awesome. August 5th. Don't tell anybody I messed up on August that. <laughs> you know what? Once you get to five, if you get the month right, you're good. Like it's just remembering their names. Even. Right. Right. That but is so awesome. Awesome. Little Emma. She's beautiful. Emma. Oh. Awesome. So what does this make? How many boys and girls? There's, she broke the tie. It was two boys, two girls. And, so, and then she broke the tie. Yay, girl power. That's awesome. So your love for, for Hale Center Theater and performing and music and the joy it gives your audience motivates you to give your best innovative efforts toward the continued success of theater and the right. performing arts. And I think that's so important right awesome. now, especially that we we need entertainment and good wholesome, uplifting entertainment. Like we need to escape all of the craziness of this world. And I think it's okay. Some people might think, well, 
you know, that's frivolous. It's, it's pointless, but what makes that such a vital part of connecting and, and, you know, getting away from all the craziness? Why is that so important that you share that? You know, it's, there's a magic when you be able, you're able to, to go back to a theater, you know, because a lot of theaters are are not open, <laughs> if not any, you know. Yeah. So somehow, miraculously, we're able and following guidelines of of the county and everything. Yeah, been able to stay open and be able to perform and and we've had letters come back sharing about how they love to be able to see live performance to to feel a little normal again you know yes um, and and so it's just been so great for them to have that live interaction as well as just the entertainment because honestly things are shut down you're seeing reruns on tv it's like yep. what is going on you know and how do we get kind of get i don't know back to, to yeah to normal life during this pandemic it's a it's a needed thing and I'm so glad I, I even got to go and see a show there. Uh, and I guess I'm now starting the rehearsal process, which is really cool. But it's been so great just to to be entertained with family. For sure. And, and Absolutely. That. It's been great. What has been one of your favorite roles that you've played? Oh, man, there I've I've played dream roles for myself so far. I would say, I, like you mentioned, Joseph. I loved it. I played Joseph in Joseph, you know? Uh, in I mean, Joseph. what's bigger than that? That's like the ultimate. It was awesome because I felt like I really connected with him, his type of person. I, I wanted, I had, a, I have a desire to do what's right and to, to try to, to forgive if I'm ever offended or whatever it is, you know? And, and I, I truly love his character and his person. And I don't know, you know, and maybe I hope that he actually, like he actually came down and, and was with me at some points, you know, when I'm performing those things, but I just felt, I felt there was a, an extra, extra umph behind each performance that allowed me to deliver in the way that could touch people in the way that they needed to be touched. I loved it. It was awesome. That is one of my favorite shows too. And I, and I love that it's it's a Broadway based on a Bible story. And maybe that's one of the reasons that I feel the spirit during musicals anyway. It doesn't have to be a Bible story. I just, that I, I totally feel like there is absolutely just, like you said, there's a magic, but there's also something like spiritual about, about musicals and, and, and portraying roles and, and that can transport you. And I was in the children's choir when Donny Osmond performed at Kingsbury Hall. Ooh, yeah. So that was, I I had never even seen the play. And then we auditioned with our choir group. And so we were in the choir and, and we did yeah. 42 performances and I didn't miss a single one. And being there, with, I mean, Donny Osmond, like he was, yeah. you know, the he's, first. He's the man. He was yeah. the man. <laughs> but it was like, I gained such a testimony for Joseph watching Donny portray him. And, and just thinking about like, wait a minute, he was rejected by his family and then he was sold, but oh. then he came up and then he was became, you know, in Potiphar's house and, and, and he, right. he was his right hand man. And then he was betrayed again. Then he's back in jail. And it wasn't like a few weeks. It was like months and years that he had to, before he finally became Pharaoh's right hand man. And what, Patient. what did, yes. So what did you learn? Like you said that you can relate to Joseph. What did you learn about, maybe waiting on the Lord or patience during that role. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's something, uh, you know, 
I don't know whether if it was something that has already been applied to my life, but you know, uh, life is hard, you know, in, in all different types of ways. And, um, but yet there's always a way to deal with whatever hardship you're dealing with. There's an, there's a way to wait upon the Lord, to hope for a better, that knowing that there's light at the end of the tunnel, just to continue on, keep on doing what's right, and everything will be made right in the end. Because in, in, my, in the faith that I know, it's everything is made right by doing what's right. And so I, I'm, I love that. So the, I don't know if, I, if there's something in my life that I can really, because I've never been put into jail. I've never been, you know, abandoned by my family and, and just kind of cast aside or anything like that. But, you know, har- hardships in life, you, you need to be able to persevere through hard times. I think even during this pandemic, you need to persevere through the hard times um, and be patient. Do what's right. Do the best you know how. And and everything will be made right in the end. And I truly believe that. I love that that you have just honestly, Conlin, like from the first time I met you and, and seeing you on stage, you and and you and your whole family, but you have just this light about you. It just shines forth from your face and your personality. And you are like one of the most, and I don't even know you very well, but from what <laughs> I know you, one of the most positive people that I know, you're always just smiling and you always do just like look for the bright side Thank and you. and that's that's a it's a gift it, it it truly is a gift and it it inspires others to do the same so with you. with everything that's that's been going on right now being a person of color in America and here in Utah, there's been a, a lot of talk about racism. That's been a big, I mean, yeah. along with everything else we've been dealing with this year, that's been a, a huge thing. I don't know what it's like to be a black man living in America. And so I have no idea what what you've been going through or, or the conversations you've had with your family and your children yeah. about what's going on. But how have you been able to take this gift of positivity and stay hopeful and and keep spreading light when it could be so easy and and so justified to be angry and frustrated right it's and and you're absolutely right it's so easy to be angry frustrated yeah i i really appreciate you even asking that question because it's knowing that it's been talked about now more than i've ever seen it in my life me too yeah it's amazing to me that it, it is in the mindset of people that it's not just pushed under the rug and th- and acted as if no, there's everything's fine, everything's good, you know. Right. I, you know, I'll I'll go to I'll walk I'll even jog in on the on the na- around the neighborhood that I'm in, and you know I I I feel sometimes awkward a little bit because uh, maybe there's somebody crossing the street, you know, when I'm, when I'm running, you know, I'm like, oh man, okay. I want to make sure I'm smiling to make sure that they don't think that I'm a mean guy or, uh, that there isn't something coming. I don't know. There, there's a connotation with just the color of my skin, a black guy coming and uh, I don't know, you know, whatever it is, but I, um, it's kind of interesting because, uh, you know, if I go into a store and I'm looking at some clothes, I, I, I see just an extra eye a little bit on me. I, I, I feel that, you know, and I've lived I've lived through that my whole life, you know. And so I kind of have ignored it for a lot of my life to where it's just my way of life. And so I just kind of smile, you know, and just try to make sure that everybody's comfortable. Um, but at the same time, 
um, I, I, I hope that we get to a, uh, a point, and I, and I think in a lot of areas, in a lot of cases, there are these moments where I can just feel like a person, you know, and not the black guy, you know, or the, uh, the person of color in this type of area. When I, when I go to the store, I, I know that somebody's going to be, you know, making eye contact with me at some point. So I want to make sure that they can kind of sense goodness, you know, and not anything else or, uh, uh, whenever they see me, I, it's interesting because in my life, since you're wondering, like, what is it like even in a, uh, a, a black man's skin in a way I want to make, it's kind of weird, but I sometimes feel like I have to wear, you know, I, if I'm wearing black, you know, then it's like, uh oh, then they are thinking something else with me. Or if I'm wearing baggy clothes, then they might have some type of connotation with me. Uh, and so I'll have to, I just feel more comfortable if I was wearing <laughs> something that had a lighter thing or something even with the collared shirt or something like that. Not that I would want to wear a black shirt or baggy clothes, but just the fact that I feel like, oh, I cannot, you know, that's just something that is what I, I have felt and sensed a little bit in my life because I feel like there's um, a negative connotation with it. Uh, and so anyway, um, but how I've been trying to, to deal with all of it and all, and throughout my life, you know, with my faith, I, I've grown up predominantly in white areas and also with my faith, you know, uh, I've, I feel like that's mainly my culture, uh, my, <laughs> the, the faith that I'm in to where I'm able to just strive to do what's right. And, and, and then that will, that will, go through areas and, and hit people in ways that, that I hope can, they can accept, you know, and, and feel comfortable with. It's an interesting time. It's an interesting, it's an interesting, interesting conversations and as well as uh, events that have occurred that I hope have brought light to maybe what, what might it be like to be a person of color. And I feel like um, I am, I'm grateful for uh, the conversations. And honestly, I love my skin. You know, I love being who I am. You know, I, and I love my family. I love being around them and the, the way that we interact. And I, and I hope that people can sense the, the goodness that's in it, the fun, the, the culture, the, the love that's a part of it. I know sometimes people can't quite relate to it when we, when uh, I know sometimes when uh, I'm making, uh, jokes with the family or something like that. They're like, "Oh no, is it going? Is is this going to go? You know, how is this going to end?" But but really, <laughs> we all end up laughing or whatever it is, and it's it's a very, a fun experience, even in the the big time conversations. But ultimately, I've loved the just who I am. I've I've loved that there's been conversations happening, and I hope that there can be a time that we all feel comfortable around everybody to where there isn't a, a stereotype or a connotation with someone's skin color to where they feel a certain way. Uh, any biases that, that for, for pe people of color, for women, for, um, for any, you know, shape, sizes, whatever it might be, even the way that people talk, you know, I hope that there isn't, um, you know, a connection that way. But I've loved being. I've loved being able to be here in Utah. I I truly love Utah. I I think there's so many good hearts and good people. And so when I see even when I'm at the store and someone kind of looking over, 
I, I have to think of their perspective. I'm like, okay, they're just really trying to protect the store. I don't think they're really after me because of, you know, it's like, ooh, I don't like a black person. No, I think they're just just being aware, you know, and I just want to make sure that they're, they feel comfortable in a way. You I know? think I, I, I was emotional when you were, when you were sharing that, that you want to make sure that we are comfortable, that people feel comfortable. Like it, it, it truly makes me emotional hearing you say that because it should 100% be the opposite. We right now need to make sure that you are comfortable, that you feel accepted and that you feel loved because you should absolutely be proud, stand up, shout it to the sky, proud of who you are right. and, right. and how God made you. And we should be celebrating that too. The diversity that heavenly father made, he truly made us all unique and all in the most perfect way. And we should be it should be the opposite, Conlin, that we should be making sure that you and your family feel loved and accepted and comfortable, that that you don't have to look over your shoulder, make sure you're smiling at people or that you're wearing a certain type of clothes so you don't come across as scary or whatever. I just, it, it, it's so, it breaks my heart that that goes through your mind, that that's what you think about. Right. Yeah. I, and I, and I don't mean it to be a, a, a sad thing or anything like that. I just. No, but I, it's, it's your reality. Right. And I, and, and I, I guess that's just how it's, it, that's how I've been able to kind of cope and kind of being able to, to, to go through life a little bit, but I really appreciate that. Thank you for your, your kind heart in that. You know, I, I, I hope that again, we can just see people as, you know, like as uh, each other, as family, you know, as yes. we are yes. and, and there really shouldn't be uh, anything uh, connected to any type of bias because of colors of skin. So no, I not at all. And, and I, I, that's, that's my greatest hope and wish. And, and we know one day that will become a reality when, when we can someday, when we can all just look at each other and accept each other and love each other for, like you said, men, women, people of color, large, thin, it doesn't matter that we're all just children of God. And I love that. That is the message that you and your family share it. That is the message of hope and positivity that you share. And, and you mentioned smiling at people so they can hopefully see your, your goodness. And you can't help but feel that when you're, when you're with you or when you're watching your family perform, it just oozes out of all of you, that, that goodness. And I appreciate that. thank you. Well, and if I can say this is none of yes. that fake, you know, and it's not a, Oh, oh no, sure that they, you know, feel comfortable, you know, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. No, I it, like, it's authentic. I, yeah, you know, it's I I I want to diffuse whatever if if there is any hesitation, you know, it's like, hey, you know, everything's good, you know, hi, how are you, you know, make it make things comfortable. And anyway, so I, I hope that didn't come across to where it's like, oh, I just want to smile to to make just not the, at all. I it, it it it's a part of me. It's who I would like them to know. I want them to know who I am, you know. So. And that's, that's how heavenly father made you. And, and you, that's why he's using you. I believe in the way that he is, that you have this platform and you have this opportunity to share the gospel and to share this goodness and positivity with the world, because he's like, I'm going to give you these amazing talents and top that off with being an amazing person and having all these wonderful Christ-like qualities. 
So it's really all about sharing God's love with, with each other and with his children. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And it's getting to that spot to where we see each other the way that God sees us. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't, (laughs) the, the race is not a factor in our, in our (laughs) progression to him, you know? And I love that, you know, I, I love that he sees us that way. And, and when, yeah. And so we are, we are all on just dealing with whatever we are dealing with and trying to get back to him. So let's see yep. each other that way. And, and, and you are so fun and your family is so fun. And how boring would it be if there weren't different cultures and different <laughs> ideas? And I mean, honestly, like watching you guys perform, it's it's so fun. So we went and saw you. We've seen you several times, but the most recent with your whole family was at the Sierra Shell. You guys performed with yeah. Center Stage. And you had everyone up on their seats clapping. You sang, you sang how great thou art. And it, like, I mean, if there was a roof, it was outside, it would have been blown off. I mean, it was amazing. And it was so just like you said, it was just fun. And everyone was just positive. And it was, it was such a needed experience for us to have, to enjoy not only amazing music, but from a family like yours that's that's prominent in the community and that is successful, a black family that's like, look, we're spreading light and goodness and and doing it in a positive, enlightening way. And we love you and we're so glad you love us. And it's just, that's what it was all about. And it was like, I looked over at Brad and I'm all, I wish you guys would have done like 10 more songs. Like you only sang a few. I'm like, I needed yeah. that. I needed wow. that. It was amazing. You know, and I, I felt that when we were performing because, yeah, it was, you know, during this pandemic, it was just like, it, it felt like it was needed, you know, it was. To hear, hear these, uh, like, because even for me, being able to perform those songs of you're never alone, how great thou art, uh, yes. child of God, just those, those things. And we even sang this song uh, from the great showman, This Is Me, which is kind I of fun it. too. So it, fun. It just, it just felt like everybody was was unified in, in, in just trying to do good, you know, and trying to be better, you know, in general. And I was so glad to, to feel that and to, uh, to share that, um, through our songs. It, we really loved that experience. I hope to see more anyway. Oh yeah. Oh, well, and, and you're going to be doing another Christmas concert with your family with Nathan Pacheco, right? This Christmas. At some time, so people can go. Is do you have like on your website or Desert Book? Yeah, on Desert Desert Book is is publishing it. Uh, you can awesome. look at our our Facebook, the Bonner family, and then that also we're we're publicizing it there as well. And so, is yeah. it all Christmas songs, or are you going to be doing some songs from your album? Or exactly, we have a Christmas album coming out. We have a, a hymns album coming out, and it's just kind of exciting. And so, so we'll be doing nor like just the the. Um, free domain type songs, um, uh, Christmas songs, but then also doing some from original songs for for Christmas. So it's going to be great. Oh, I'm so excited for that. (laughs) Let's backtrack a little bit. I wanted to ask you about um, singing growing up. Did you know from a young age, like you said, you know, you're basically, you're born into a family of singers. Like it's in your blood. You were meant to do it. Was it from the time you were little, was there just music always all around or, or how old were you when you kind of discovered, oh, I want to do this someday? 
You know, it's it was from the get-go. Everybody was singing. My mom was putting on, my mom and dad were putting on performances, you know, from at schools and on a, on a community level for the family to be a part of. And so it was, it's, it's amazing. I've been watching it for so long. I know that I've had people at the house when mom was teaching, you know, and I'm underneath the piano while they're, you know, <laughs> while they're doing their lessons. I love it. But I've always been a part of it. And so I didn't think of singing not being a part of my life. It, it just w- kind of wasn't an option or didn't even cross my mind that I wasn't going that to. That you wouldn't. That I wouldn't sing in some way, you know. I've always loved it, loved doing it with my family. I What's shocking was that I didn't think that we would be doing it as a family, even right now, you know. Yeah. We're like, we're all over 20, all, up to 40 in terms of my kid, in terms of the the kids. And then we got mom and dad still here, but we're, we're doing that. You know, we're like, we're, we're experiencing being able to share what we love and what we, what matters most to us through song. And it's, and then, so it's like Christmas every time, every time we get together, it's like, this is awesome. We get to do our, our singing competitions. We get to battle for solos. We I get, love that. Oh man. Going caroling is always a joy. And so oh my now, gosh. Do you guys go caroling? Oh, that, Can you imagine being caroled to by the Bonner family? You open the door. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? Where's your neighborhood? I want to go to your neighborhood. <laughs> that really, is awesome. It, it was awesome. And so I feel like even our albums are, are moments where we get to carol again, you know, and, and be able to, you know, hopefully people can open their door or turn on their music to our, our, our music and, and, uh, and feel the goodness that, that, that we love to feel anyway. Holy uh, cow. We love it. It's, it's a long, can I say this really quick? Yes. When we go caroling, when we go caroling, it's an all, it's an all day event. It's like, <gasps> no way. We wake up, we, we rehearse just a little bit. It's like seven o'clock, you know, oh my gosh. <laughs> we know that people are gonna be opening up their, their presents. We, um, we choose each one of us chooses a family. Okay. And that's going to take forever because there's like 10 of us that are choosing a family. Yes. So we're traveling this way to go to a family. We're traveling that way. So 30 minutes in between, it's just like, it takes up, we get home at like five o'clock, you know, and we're starving. We're oh, like, yeah, I and then we still haven't opened up presents. And so, so this is oh, on Christmas day, on Christmas can- day, Christmas day. It's oh awesome. my goodness. And has this been a tradition for uh, several years that you've yeah. done this? Yep. Uh, as far as long as I can remember, we've always, no way. Oh yeah. my gosh. Pick me. I want to be the family that you come Carol to. Like, can I re- put in a request? Yes. How amazing is yes. that? That is so, and how amazing for that family on Christmas day to like, you know, cute yeah. little neighborhood carolers, but they're, that's awesome too. But to have like a professional family come and oh, sing songs and rehearse, do you have music or do you do all acapella? All acapella. Yep. Yep. So oh, we have our goodness. We're ready to go. It's such a, such a fun time. And so uh, do your, does your wife and and children, do they sing too? They do. How cool is that? It, so do it, all of your spouses sing too? Not all, not all of the spouses sing, but, okay. uh, but they're, they appreciate music, which is really cool. You know, That's they appreciate, really cool. they either play an instrument, they, they love to be involved, you know, and, and it's just, it's kind of a cool, it's just a cool experience of appreciation of what music can do. Yeah. So it's, it's been, thing. yeah, it's not a requirement, you know, like, it's okay. like oh, you're part of the family. You have to love music, you know? Right. Um, but 
uh, it's been uh, we've been fortunate to to feel supported in our our music endeavors. That's and, huge and- because it's not easy. It's not an easy lifestyle to be a performer. You're gone a lot. You're yeah. traveling a lot. There's a lot that's required of you. You know, when where much is given, much is required. And I'm sure it's been a sacrifice for your sweet wife to watch you do all the performances in December and to go off and travel yeah. with your family. That's hard. Mm-hmm. But yeah. she's been supportive I, of that. Exactly. And also trying to get her involved as much as I can, you know, um, yeah. and also the kids involved. So you'll see them at the B1 event. Even my wife was there on stage singing with us. And so, so and also our in-laws, which was so great. And so it's just a special, it's a special thing that they are willing to to be a part of the of the great work. So yeah. yeah. So what do you love? most about what you do? Would you say, do you love theater the most or do you love performing with your family the most, singing at church? I mean, what is like, ah, this is my thing. What do you love the most? You know, I honestly didn't ever think that I could be doing a dream job, you know, because like I do too many things. Like I, I was an athlete growing up, you know, I ran track and did the long jump, you know, but as, as you saw, I did flips you know on stage so i'm like i'm using that long jump talent you know yep yep to to sing to dance to perform to share the gospel i feel like so when i say when you ask uh what's my favorite part of it yeah it's like can i do it all yeah and i am it's it's so cool to be able to do to share to do music to share the gospel in the same time. So I get to do that with the Bonner family in theater. I, I, one thing that's been really helpful right now is like doing Joseph. I, normally you see a, 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 another race, a white person or somebody yeah. else yeah. Do be Joseph, but I've never seen a black person play Joseph. No, I haven't I'm either. Like, and Just, how amazing is that? It was like, it was opening up doors and it was, it was oh, like, yeah. yes, you know, a person. Yes. And so we're saying that a person can play a role, you know, a person, exactly. a person can, be, can be that type of role. And I absolutely love that. So in Hale Center Theater, I'm providing opportunities like that for for people of color so that they can see themselves on stage in any in any capacity. In any role. Any role. And, the, and there isn't a limit um, of what they can become on stage. But then also, hopefully, that trickle that trickles into how they view themselves in life, that they can be anything in life. Uh, and I, I sense that a little bit in me. When I played Joseph, I'm like, whoa, the sky really is the limit. You know, I really can. There, there isn't there isn't a bar. I don't need to see like I don't need to think that there's something stopping me from being what I need to be because of how I look or, you know, or or my race or whatever it is. And I want that for for everyone that <laughs> that wants to be in theater, you know? Uh, so you like the role, let's try to see if we can do that, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's that's what has draw, drawn me to Hale Center Theater to provide that for others. And I love that they are so supportive in my efforts in that. And so it's, it's a real thing. It's not just because of the times they're going to put a black person in, in, no. in this position no. to make it happen. It's a real thing that they feel that and they want that um, that inclusion to be felt everywhere. And yes. so I, I'm no, helping out. They are very, 
very, I know I've auditioned for roles at Hale, which, and I haven't got, by the way. Uh So I know they are very picky and very um, particular about who they choose. You have to be so stinking talented and so right for the role. So no, it's not, oh, it's COVID. Yeah. Okay. Whoever wants to No way. if anything, they're stricter now because they're limiting numbers and they're limiting and who can, but, and so no, the fact that you got that is because you earned it and you deserved it. And how amazing would it be for your kids to see that too? Like, Dad can do, I mean, all kids think that anyway, right? Like yeah, dad yeah. can do anything, mom. But really once, once they're older and they really truly realize what that means, like, oh mm-hmm. wait, dad really can do anything. So I can do anything. Like what an example for your kids too. Yep. Like my little boy is playing tiny Tim in, oh. uh, in, in a Christmas Carol as well. You know, is, oh, have has, fun. it's really cool. It's it's pretty awesome to to see that. Wow, you know, really anything is possible. Um, yes, and it's not just it, it's not sacrificing. Like, oh, okay, we just want we want to to have inclusion, but the talent is still there. You know, we can still yes. have the level of talent that we need, but but still be inclusive. Well, or even great. beyond the level yeah. of talent. I mean, it, it's yeah. seriously like it's you. You are so talented, and I and and I do. I know what you mean. That there, there must have been at some point in your life. Like, did that ever go through your mind? Like, are they just choosing me because I'm black? Are they just choosing right. me for racial equality? Has that ever gone through your mind when you've auditioned? Right. Exactly. Yeah, I, it's gone through my mind. Of like, if that's the case, then I would actually, I because and me, I I bring things up. So I'll talk to the director. I'm like, you know, is this just because or whatever it is? It's like yeah. no. No, you earned that. Absolutely. And what was so cool this past time when we were just auditioning for A Tale of Two Cities, you know, somebody came to me and asked me if, if like, did I really get that part? And, yeah. <laughs> and I was so grateful to, to let them know. And it's sad that they had to ask that, but at the same time, it was, I was so grateful to let them know, no, you were their first pick. You were oh, so good. You know, it was you got it because you were good, you know? Yes. And it was like, it's just so, it's so awesome because the talent's there yeah. and and now we're just finding it, you know? It's yeah. like, okay, come on over, know that this is a place where you are wanted, you know? And so we're getting that good talent to come on through. So it's kind of fun. Well, and Utah is full of talent. Like, I feel like Everywhere. when I see plays at Hale, I'm like, honestly, this can, and I've seen, so I saw Les Mis on Broadway in New yeah. York City. And then at Hale Center Theater, and I am not kidding you, the like the talent matched up. Yeah, I mean, j- talent for talent, person for person. It was the set, the story, everything, the acting. I'm like, this is every bit as good as a New York Broadway play. Amen. <laughs> I would even say better at some, at, at, like better in some ways. Like it's just amazing. Why do you think that Utah, especially, we have like this just giant bowl of talented people my goodness you know it's and this is just coming from me this is just my perspective of why i would think that you know there's in in this area there's a lot of people who who put family first you know and and i know that sometimes it's hard uh not that uh not that you can't put family first and go to broadway or anything like that yeah but but they sometimes for them, they feel like, okay, the best way that they can provide for their family is by doing this route, but they're so talented in singing and, and doing all those different things. And 
these theaters here in Utah, specifically even the Hale, provides opportunities for people who are at home but have that talent to come and still be able to perform and still keep their other job and, yeah. and be able to do all the th that they want to do. And so I love, I love, and that, that's kind of the case for myself to where I'm able to have a job uh, and then be able to, to perform on such a high level yeah. uh, and, <laughs> and still provide for the family and everything's good. So I don't, I don't know. And there's still security and I can just kind of jump in and out whenever uh, it feels good and when I have time. So I, I think that there's just a lot of great talent that's here that is just, uh, you know, waiting for the opportunity, you know? Yeah. So I, anyway, that's just coming from me. I could be totally off from someone else's perspective, but uh, I know that that's my experience. I've been able to, to perform while um, trying to provide for family and have a family type of life in this type of way, but it's been good. And that really is a dream situation that you can do what you love and, and what you're passionate about and still be with your family and still provide for your family. Like you really can, you can do it all and have it all. And, and, and I'm sure that heavenly father has, well, I know he has blessed you with that area that he's like, well, I, I need to just use you just a little bit more. And so he's <laughs> able to have all these opportunities come your way that you can share that amazing goodness and light and talent. And still, like you said, provide for your family. And, and I, 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 totally agree. And I have lots of friends that have been in productions at Hale and they're like, they're so great with families because they know they have families themselves yeah, and yeah, they yeah. know the Utah culture and we all have a bunch of kids and we're running different directions <laughs> and they're able to just be understanding of that. And they have, you know, people that are not the backups. What's the word? What's the word? Ensemble? No, uh, not ensemble. When you have two roles. Oh yes. A double. They have a double. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. That you have doubles Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Another person does it Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Yes. Yeah, so it's not like every single day that you're wearing yourself out. Have you ever had um, an experience where you've lost your voice during a show? Not during. Oh, actually, my goodness. I was just in a. Yeah, actually, right before the pandemic, I was a part of this show called Strictly Ballroom. Oh, I loved Strictly Ballroom. That was, was so fun. I loved it. The double that I had got sick. I don't know if it was like, since it was pre-COVID, I don't know whether if he was, you know. Maybe was it was out. COVID. Yeah. Oh, know. man. Um, but he was out uh, okay. for a period of time. And I had to sing over and over again. And those were like, I and my role was a narrating and singing all the songs. That was the funnest role. Yes, you, you, that person. I'm like, we went on. We did not get to see you. Unfortunately, we were on the the off night because I looked and saw that you were. I'm like, dang it, we missed Conlon. But and he, and he was amazing too. But I'm like, mm -hmm. I cannot believe how much he's singing. Like this is like the narrator and Joseph. Like it's so much singing, and yeah. and hard too. Like exactly. high notes and low. I'm like, oh, this would be a hard role to play. Yeah, it was all the pop songs and all those different things. And, yeah. and so I, <laughs> did I lose my voice? It was just getting, it was at its brink. And so okay. I, had to, I had to tone things down a little bit in terms of how hard I sang, how hard I talked, but yeah. keep the intensity, you know, that um, they're alive and everything like that. But you try to, you try to cope with it. I, I had a lot of hot, wa warm water with some honey in it. Yes. Oh, yeah. I tell all my students, warm lemon, you, but you add lemon, lemon, honey water. The lemon right. opens up your vocal cords and the honey kind of soothes it. And yep. That was like my drink of choice. The whole time I was on American Idol, my mom always lemon, honey water. Lemon, I got so sick of it, but now I love it. I crave it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Oh, really? oh so, yeah, you were on American Idol. I forgot. Oh, oh my, my gosh, so oh, many years ago. I know. Yep. No, yep. Nope. no, watched, 17 watched. years ago. You were, how old are you now? I'm 31. So, okay, I'm 35. So you were 17. You were like 13. <laughs> Whoa, I loved it. I loved it. You every were just year, this little kid. Every year of it. My it's goodness. so fun. Did you ever try out for a show like that? I did. I did right before my mission. I uh, I did something so ridiculous. Like, what did you do? I, well, I changed my song last minute. I'm like, you know what? Let's change this song. You know, like I I've been practicing this other song and I changed it one time. And I was like, you know what? Let's try on this weird looking hat. You know, kind of thing to make you know to to stand out. Whatever it is. Yeah. Right. You know, you just want to be remembered. You want to. I don't know. Whatever it is. But I remember performing and 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 being in front of there. They had four people. It was. It's a it's prelims, you know, yes. on TV. So there's lots of different stages. 11. I went through 11 auditions before I made it on American Idol. 11. Oh, you go through the local auditions. And then I went to, um, to California and I had two auditions for producers and then the judges. Before you make it to Hollywood, four more rounds, I was cut. One more round for the wild card show, the wild card <laughs> show, and then made it 11. So oh when people God. are like, they just see people singing on TV and then they make it. I'm like, no, they have been through so many rounds of auditions yeah. to get to that. Cause think yeah. about it. Seven, there were 72,000 people on my season and they were picking 12. How do you yeah. do that? I, I mean, but you right. do, you wear the crazy hats, you do the crazy things. You Thank see you. the weird, I yodeled hello to try <laughs> <laughs> to Whoa. try and stand out. That was not a good thing to do. But you do. You're like, I you just need out. to be different. I stood out right. and hey, oh, <laughs> and I made it. And so, so you, yeah. Yeah. And so I auditioned. And uh, the thing was, <laughs> this was my thing. You know, what I think happened. This, you know, I don't know what really happened, but I was in a group of four that went up, you know, and we each sang and did something each yes. one. And so I remember I sang and they're like, okay, yeah, like, you know, like, and I sang good, you know, whatever yeah. it is. I was yeah. weird having that hat on and whatever it is. And I like, I think I did a turn. I'm like, hey, you know, whatever it is, you know. Um, but then this other guy sang the national anthem, messing up the words, had a stutter and kind of bounced a little weird, you know, just he, he looked, he, I don't know if he was doing it on purpose or if it was real, but yeah. they started they started laughing, you know, and they're like, okay, we can only take one of you. We're going to take you. Okay. <laughs> the funny guy, you know, and Stop so it. they took him and left everybody else, you know, it's like, oh, so I don't know whether if it was, you know, I don't, you know, I don't, that's what happened. I don't know. But. It's because I will tell you exactly why. And I know this because I, because <laughs> I did make it and I was, it's a TV show. And they pick the people that will make good TV. And this is probably during one of the rounds that they're like, oh, that would be so funny to show and to mm -hmm. showcase them. And then maybe eventually they thought, oh, no, that's all right. I, when I auditioned, <laughs> this is going to sound so mean. I was sitting next to a drag queen, a full-on drag queen. Yeah. Her name was Roxy. And she kept making it through. And she was beautiful. She did not have a very good voice. I She just, just did not, Roxy. But they were like, oh, you're so funny and you're different and you're beautiful. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, it's like me and Roxy that were performing together and, and yeah. kept making it through. So I'm like, wait, am I one of the bad ones or am right. I one of the good? You don't know. Like, am I one of the silly, like, messing up stutter national anthem guys? Or am I like, oh, you're we actually really do like you. You didn't know if you were the funny one or a good one because they're making a show. And they said, when they called me to come back, I had already been cut. And then they called me to come back for the wild card show. And they said, we do not have a teenager 
everyone we picked is over 21 and we really want a teenager to bring in that younger vote. Mm. That's why they brought me back. And they remembered me yodeling and I had really curly short blonde hair. And like we remembered your curly hair and that you yodeled. We want a blonde country singer. And that's why they brought me back. So they, they have in their mind, like, okay, who do we have? We have the redhead. We've got the soulful girl. We got the blonde. Okay. So it really truly had nothing to do with how talented you were. They were like, oh yeah, we've already got that soulful singer. Now we're going to get this goofy guy. And it's so mm-hmm. frustrating because it's people that really truly are so stinking talented that don't get that chance. But I will tell you, I don't, f- this is my personal opinion. When I do firesides, I have girls come up to me all the time and they're like, we want to do what you did. And I say, no, you don't. <laughs> you don't. Like, I promise you being in that spotlight, that big, it is not conducive to a family lifestyle. It is not supportive of my values as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I There are very few people that have been able to navigate that world yeah. and stay strong in the church. And I truly feel like I was given that platform for the sole purpose of, of sharing the gospel and, and giving firesides and doing that. I did not become uber famous. I didn't, I did for a while. There was, a, I did the red carpet and I recorded a Nashville album and I toured <laughs> and I did all that thing, you know, for a couple awesome. of years. And then I got married and had kids and it all stopped. It all went away. And now I do what you do. I sing at Christmas time. I perform with jumping turtles and I have this podcast. And it's just little things, but it's, it's so much better for my lifestyle and for my kids. And I think that you're able to do what you do in the capacity you are to heaven. I believe heavenly father is protecting you and keeping you and, and you're able to still do what you love without all of the, the scary and the negative and, and the, and the icky stuff that goes on at that mega superstardom level. So I think the fact that you didn't make, that's a good thing. Heavenly father's like, no, it, this is not for you. I have something better. And I've learned that in my life. He always has something better. That's awesome. I love that perspective. Thank you for that. You know, it's it, it's interesting because a lot of times we want that. We want, you know, like we see, you know, the, you know, we see the the big houses. We see the, you know, the fame. Yeah. That, yeah. And we we like, oh, if they did that, then I want that. You know, and but we have to know that. God's way is always the best way. It's higher than our own ways. And so I, I thank you. I, I truly believe that that God has had something for me in the route yes. that I'm in right now. And I absolutely love it. And I'm grateful yes. for it. You know, there's so much good that's happening and I can't thank him enough, you know. And so uh, it's, I appreciate it. Thank you for those words. Absolutely. Well, I totally believe it. and I And I love seeing what Heavenly Father has done in your life and with your family and the way that he's been able to use you. And I am so grateful for that. Like it's, it, it must just be an incredible feeling to, to get up there and sing and do what you do and then have people come up to you after and say, you have blessed my life. I mean that for me, that that's been the best part of being a performer is someone saying, Hey, I had a daughter that was going through something really difficult. She heard a fireside you, you, you gave. In fact, I have a quick story about that. I was set to give a fireside in Nephi and it was canceled because their state had something. And so they canceled it and they rescheduled it for a different night. And because of that, it went from 500 people to like 25 and it was in Nephi. And I remember thinking, I am driving all the way out here 
for 25 people. And I had like, you know what I mean? Like this negative feeling like, oh man, and I'm leaving my family and I'm missing bedtime and I'm, you don't, I don't get paid, you know, for firesides and things. So I'm like, oh, and I was grumbling the whole time. And I show up there and there's like nobody in the congregation. I'm like, oh my goodness. And, and Meg Johnson, who, who I speak with a lot, she, she said something recently. She said, Heavenly Father told her when she was speaking in an event like that, you see the spaces, but I see the faces. Ooh, love that. And I love that. And as I spoke, there was this one girl who was watching me and she came up to me after and she said, I just got out of the hospital because I was on suicide watch. And she said, what you said has changed my life. And I feel like now I have the strength to go on and not commit suicide. And the bishop came up to me after and he said, we did not know she was going to be here tonight. We were praying and hoping, and it was this one girl that needed to hear that. And I'm like, you know what? That is why we do what we do. It's it's for that one person, that that one person that that's like, oh, that changed my life. Have you had an experience similar to that? Yeah. You know, in, in various different ways to where I've seen in the job that I am in with Hale, people coming up to me afterwards because we're doing different things such as having a, I, I've done a, a little recording saying, Hey, come, we want to, everyone to feel accepted and included here. You yes. know, we, we want you to come and they see those things. They, they came to the audition, they step aside and they tell me, thank you so much for what you're doing. I, I, I saw that. I'm so, I felt so comfortable to come and then they eventually were cast and they were emotional about it, even expressing to that to me. It's I love those elements of what I'm doing in in terms of the theater side, but awesome. after, but then we're seeing such great comments, even with the Bonner family elements. Uh, I'm we're getting emails and and also Facebook messages that are just that they said that they haven't. There was one I remember where someone said that they were weren't able to get out of their bed. You know, they haven't been able to to feel. Uh, motivated to to do anything, and when they heard the song that I'm a ch- the child of God song, they felt like, oh my goodness, that's who I am. I need to do. I need to do. Be that person because they ne- they realize that they matter. That they are royalty. You know, being a child of God. You know, and so it's just uh, just a reminder of these uh, of these truths that we that we need to that are already in us, but just need to be awakened by somebody saying it. We know? need to remember them. Yeah. And and so I love those moments when when it has truly affected them and, and they share how it has affected their life. Uh, you know, <laughs> those moments are like, man, I was the Lord's hands. Those are the sweetest feelings. They you know? are. An answer to a prayer. It's just, ugh, I'm grateful to, to be one of those moments for them. Um, and they, in turn, are those moments for me to know that, Hey, what I'm doing is actually right and good and needed. So it, it you it. truly are doing so much good Conlin. And I can't thank you enough for your example, for your strength and light and for sharing that. It, it, honestly, it's, <laughs> I'm just so grateful to know you and, and to be your friend and I support you and I can't wait to see 
how the Lord uses you throughout your life in amazing ways, in small ways. Um, maybe I'll catch you caroling one of these Christmases. <laughs> but I can't, I, I'm just so grateful for you for taking the time to come on my podcast today. And thank you for all of the good you are doing. Carmen, thank you so much. And thank you for the good that you're doing, even by having this podcast, allow, allowing these messages to be shared. It's awesome. This is, I look forward to hearing more from, from uh, our turtle house. This is going to be such a great thing. Thank you, thank so, you much. so much, Conlin. If you want to listen to more of these podcasts, download the Our Turtle House app. Share it with your friends and family. Tell them about this. There's lots of other amazing talks and firesides and tips for teens on the Our Turtle House app. Thank you so much for listening today. Thanks for listening to this episode of Doing Good with Carmen Herbert, available exclusively inside Our Turtle House. At Our Turtle House, there's something for the whole family. From full-leg talks that you can't get anywhere else from some of your favorite speakers, to fun family home evening lesson plans that follow the Come Follow Me curriculum. There's even short daily devotionals made specifically for your teens. Plus, you can get two months free when you sign up for an annual plan. Just go to OurTurtleHouse.com to get started. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you back here for another episode of Doing Good next week.